Time for seafood news. Welcome, friends. You're listening to the Seafood News Podcast, brought to you by Foreign Trade Data. Reduce uncertainty, minimize risk, and uncover opportunities with the only website designed exclusively for the seafood import-export community. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor, Amanda Buckle. And I'm Seafood Market Reporter, Lauren Castiglione. Thanks for joining us. We are back in action after taking last week off from Memorial Day. And I, you know, I feel refreshed. I do too. It was a wonderful weekend. We yeah. had finally had great weather. Did you throw some shrimp on the bobby? <laughs> no, no. I didn't. Oh. <laughs> it was like a grilling. I know. Grilling joke and, I know. But... Oh, all right, all right. I know. I don't. <laughs> I threw hamburgers on. I don't think we had any hamburgers. Seafood. I hold well, my veggie dogs. Okay. Well, my veggie hamburgers. You know, but um, I don't think we we didn't really put any seafood on. But I did I we went out this week. Um No, we had salmon. You had salmon? Yes. I went out and I had uh clams and um like steamers. Yeah. And, and like a nice garlic butter. We went down to Smithville, New Jersey. Oh, I love it there. Uh, and it was a fantastic, fantastic. Did you eat like a loaf of bread after like dipping it in the yes. sauce? That's oh, the best part. It is the best part. <laughs> Anyway, before before we get go on a on a hunger uh, binge down fall down that little uh, rabbit hole of yeah. what we're eating, um, we have a great episode in store for you. Yes, you know, we we're back. Do. We're we're here for you. We've got all the news you could possibly need related to seafood. So Lauren's going to kick things off with some Spanish octopus market news. Yes, I am. Lauren, hit us. Okay. <laughs> so Spanish octopus, which trades at a premium over product from Indonesia and the Philippines, has been seeing really strong sales the past few months. Seasonally, April is a good month in the southern U.S., like Florida and the surrounding islands. But once May hits, we see sales quickly decline with these markets. However, the demand is not lost. It just migrates up the coast as warmer weather hits the Mid-Atlantic and New England areas. Despite these strong sales, many traders are lowering their prices to move inventory ahead of the new season beginning in Morocco in June, anticipating an abundant catch that would bring lower prices to the market. Thanks, Lauren. That was uh, new for us. We haven't really featured Spanish octopus. We haven't, but uh, I wanted to give it some some airtime. Let us know if you uh, if you like that. If you like Spanish octopus, if you want to hear more. Oh, I'm like I do. <laughs> I'm glad you you're do not talking because, to me though, because you will be delivering that to us. So I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you're interested in and in continuing to talk about it. Anyway. I was wondering if anybody else who listens to us would be interested. So we want to hear from you. But if you can be your own champion, you know, <laughs> yeah. Lauren's going to do it either way. <laughs> But it would be nice to hear from you. <laughs> All right. So in other news, two companies have issued recalls for Siluriform products that were produced without benefit of import inspection. So J. DeLuca Fish Company, uh, they do business as Nautilus Seafood, is recalling approximately 69,590 pounds of Siluriform's products that were not presented for import reinspection into the U.S., the recall from the Wilmington, California firm and importer record was posted on the USDA's Food Safety and Inspection Service website last week. FSIS discovered the problem during routine surveillance activities of imported products on May 22nd. And according to the recall notice, the frozen slowborns items, specifically yellow walking fish, were imported from Vietnam to the U.S. on various dates from August 2018 through January 2019. And these products in question were produced at a Vietnamese establishment establishment that was not eligible to export slurriform fish to the U.S. 
Those products were then shipped to distributors and retail locations nationwide. There have been no confirmed reports of adverse reactions due to consumption. However, Thank goodness. Yeah. However, FSIS is urging those who purchase the product not to consume it. And also, Richwell Group, doing business as Maxfield Seafood, was the second company to recently issue a recall for Solariforms products that were produced without benefit of import inspection. The firm and importer of record from Industry California is recalling approximately 154,000 pounds of frozen Solariforms, uh, specifically yellow walking fish. The product was imported from Vietnam to the U.S. on various dates from March 2018 through January 2019 and have a shelf life of about two years. According to FSIS, the products were shipped to retail locations nationwide. The issue was discovered on May 22, 2019, during a routine FSIS surveillance uh, activities of imported products. And this is the second time this year that Richwell Group has had to issue a recall of solar reform products uh, produced without benefit of imported inspection. Back in February, the company issued a recall for approximately 73,000 pounds, uh, specifically sheepfish, which were imported from Vietnam as well, to the U.S. on various dates from December 2017 through December 2018. And that was your recall news. <laughs> oh, we do need to start getting yeah, more of those I think sound we should. Clips. Yeah, we like sound clips, and let's. that was one we're considering. Yes. So. Recall news. I like it. Yeah, thanks. Uh, in other news, <laughs> Alaska's congressional delegation sent a letter to U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer following the May 10th announcement that tariffs on products from China would be increasing from 10% to 25%. You've got mail. So the delegation is requesting that Lighthizer remove Alaska salmon, Pacific cod, flatfish, and rockfish from the list and include Alaska pollock imports from China as they are predominantly Russian origin and therefore compete with domestic producers from list four um, to be subject to 25% tariffs. So the Alaska delegation's letter acknowledged difficulties the current administration has had with trade negotiations with China, but noted that, unfortunately, recent decisions by the administration to increase duties is deeply troubling because they continue to potentially negatively impact the very Americans the administration is trying to help. So the U.S. Here, here. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, it's a very well-worded letter. Mm. You should look it up. Um, it's available to you on seafoodnews.com. But uh, the USTR office reportedly had recent conversations about this with both senators and acknowledged that domestically harvested products like these should not be subjected to U.S. tariff action. Now, the letter from Alaska continues to state that, you know, this is, the, this is why the details of your, May, your recent May 10th statement came as a surprise as the actions proposed not only ignore the rationale underlying the September 2018 list three exemptions, but reverse these points completely by placing previously removed HTS lines on USTR's proposed list four. This unanticipated whiplash is creating tremendous uncertainty for our seafood industry in the, month, in the months ahead, as they can attempt to negotiate sales and contracts with the sudden looming threat of new unforeseen duties on their products. Major headaches for everybody involved. Yeah. Um, so moving along with the Louisiana House and Senate's unanimous support, House Bill 335 passed, requiring restaurants to disclose whether they serve imported shrimp or crawfish. The bill protects Louisiana consumers from the health risks associated with chemicals and residues in imported seafood. This bill was strongly supported by the American Shrimp Processors Association, which represent, uh, represents the wild-caught domestic shrimp industry. The U.S. government does not regulate seafood disclosures at the restaurant level, and Louisiana is taking the lead with this law requiring seafood origin information. Food service establishments serving imported crawfish or shrimp must now display on their menu 
or with a paperclip addition to the menu, that the crawfish or shrimp are foreign of foreign origin. Those who do not use a menu will have to display a prominent sign uh, with the same information near the entrance. The Louisiana Department of Health will enforce the provisions of the bill through its food service health inspections program. I think it'll be interesting to see uh, all these signs pop up. I know it's not in effect yet. I know the governor has to sign it, but right. uh, whoever's in Louisiana, uh, let us know. Us, I know. Yeah, I wonder. If, I wonder if it would really curtail people from choosing those menu items if they see it not from the U.S. Yeah, because I'm trying to think like shrimp. You know, shrimp. We import a lot yeah. of shrimp, and and you don't ever see like where it's from on a menu. But right. meanwhile, like you know scallops for instance and i and maybe this is just because of our area but it's always like barnegat right like, yeah you know scallops viking village scallops mm-hmm. um and i think you see that with a lot of species but you're right, right like shrimp you know i mean it'll be interesting to say so yeah if you're in louisiana we would love to see photos when this actually you know gets into yeah. action so send some along um and now for some fun news the seafood nutrition partnership is celebrating a big win Woo! Love a big win. So the nonprofit organization dedicated to building awareness of the health and nutritional benefits of seafood, which we can all get on board with, recently conducted an eight-week digital campaign in Indianapolis that resulted in seafood dollar sales growing by 2.4% in a promotional period year over year. That's awesome. Yeah. So this campaign called Little Seafoodies was, I know, right? Mm -hmm. So cute. Uh, was developed to increase seafood consumption with moms and their kids by informing them about the benefits of eating more seafood. The campaign, which took place from March 1st through April 25th, targeted moms by delivering messages to their cell phones, social media feeds, their favorite blogs, as well as morning lifestyle shows. The messages not only feature interesting facts like fish and shellfish supply the nutrients, vitamins, and omega-3 essentials for strong bones, brain development, and a healthy heart and immune system but also offered advice about getting kids to eat more seafood and even downloadable coupons for brands like Starkist, Margaritaville, and CPAC. So would this affect you? Like, uh, you know, if you saw a campaign like this that said, you know, serve your kids fish and, you know, they'll get stronger bones and brain development, would you try to add some fish into your... Yeah, I think it just keeps it front of mind. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think of what kids eat, you just think of like chicken fingers and fries. Um, so seeing messages like that will, you know, when you're out shopping, you're like, oh, yeah, let's get some healthier yeah, options for in, these kids. Yeah, yeah, fish sticks instead of chicken. Right. Because what, I mean, what kid doesn't know the difference? Like, I feel like at yeah. a certain age, you're not going to know the difference. And what I think about all the time is that, I mean, I gave my mom and dad such a hard time eating in general growing up. Uh-huh. Like, my sister to this day still does not eat red sauce on top of her <laughs> pasta. Yeah, it'd be a pasta <laughs> and it, like, any red sauce touches it, she won't eat it. It's oh, insane. Come on. So, so my house might not be a good example of this, but one of the things that, you know, this campaign was trying to do, and it's, you know, the reduce the re- perception that kids won't eat seafood. Right. You know, and it's, I'm like, I think my parents just never even tried it with us because they were just like, yeah, it's not worth the headache. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. but I think if you start them at a young age enough, they're not going to know and they're no. going to enjoy it. And then, and with I mean, my daughter, you put a little ketchup on the plate and she'll eat anything. anything? Wow. She needs her ketchup. <laughs> I'm not a ketchup fan. <laughs> that changes everything. All right. So uh, according to the Seafood Nutrition Par- Partnership, their $100,000 investment in the campaign generated a return of more than $300,000 in sales. Nice. Yeah. So in addition, they were able to reach more than 300,000 moms through 7.5 million impressions over the eight-week period that they ran the campaign. 
And through the campaign, they were able to reduce the perception that kids won't eat seafood by 35%. That's that's pretty big. Yeah. They um, did a lot in this eight-week period. Yeah. And they found that 64% of Indianapolis moms intend to serve more seafood after exposure to ads. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. So now uh, SNP is ready to take the next step with the Little Seafoodies campaign. The organization is looking to develop expansion plans and conduct a fundraising campaign to scale the digital campaign nationwide. And the timing couldn't be any better with a new study from the American Academy of Pediatrics that found U.S. children are not eating enough seafood. Yeah, so hopefully we'll see seafood consumption with children increase. Yes. It's got all the benefits and, uh, yeah, they don't know any better. They don't. We (laughs) need to be the, you know. Yeah, uh, we need to be the, the... people that shove food in their mouths what's the word champions yes yes <laughs> we need to be their champions <laughs> and you can tell i have kids because my brain is shot yeah. <laughs> you can tell i do not have kids i'm like shove food in their mouths <laughs> um so and another seafood nutrition partnership news they've launched a new awards program which is oh, awesome let's hear about it <laughs> tell me more so the snp awards will be an annual award program that honors recipients who have demonstrated exceptional outreach and impact on increasing u.s seafood consumption so the nonprofit organization is currently accepting nominations for the inaugural class of recipients <clears throat> accepting nominations <laughs> <laughs> and are looking for a group of individuals and teams that have gone above and beyond to promote seafood consumption So the award categories include Seafood Science Excellence in Human Health, Seafood Science Excellence in Planetary Health, Seafood Industry Visionary, Seafood for Health Champion, and last but not least, Seafood Communication Excellence. (laughs) Lauren's starting her campaign. (laughs) So uh, yeah, you can visit seafoodnews.com or search for Seafood Nutrition Partnership to find more information about how to submit a nomination. And yeah. Yeah. So winners will be announced in early August and an awards dinner will take place on September 16th, 2019 in advance of the Seafood Nutrition Partnership's State of the Science Symposium in Washington, D.C. Pretty cool. I don't think there's enough awards for the seafood industry and there are people that are doing fantastic work. So it's nice to be able to... Right here in this room, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Ay, ay, ay. But you've <laughs> just to... gone off on like so many tangents. <laughs> <I know. laughs> no, still. yeah. No, but I, I it's like it's interesting, especially like, you know, after coming back from Boston and and um in Brussels. Mm-hmm. It just you're meeting so many people that the, what's I think I love most about this industry is that everyone that you meet, ninety percent of these people are extremely passionate yes, about they what are. they do. They are. You know, and, and they want to spread the word about seafood and the benefits of eating seafood, increasing consumption. So um, I think it's really cool that, you know, we're finally getting a chance to to honor some of these people that are that are really, you know, going the extra mile. Exactly. So yeah. that about does it for us. Uh, thanks for listening and we will see you all here back next week. Bye bye.